Greetings, dear learners. I am Faculty of Sociology at SRN International School, Jaipur, Rajasthan. Today, in this podcast, I will be explaining the topic Regionalism of Chapter Challenges of Cultural Diversity of Grade 12, Sociology, NCERT. Regionalism in India is rooted in India's diversity of languages, cultures, tribes and religions. It is also encouraged by the geographical concentration of these identity markers in particular regions and fueled by a sense of regional deprivation. Indian federalism has been a means of accommodating these regional sentiments. After independence, initially the Indian state continued with the British Indian arrangement, dividing India into large provinces, also called presidencies. Madras, Bombay and Calcutta were the three major presidencies. Incidentally, all three cities after which the presidency were named have changed these were large multi-ethnic and multilingual provincial states constituting the major political administrative units of semi-federal state called the Union of India. For example, the old Bombay state continuation of the Bombay presidency was a multilingual state of Marathi, Gujarati, Kannar, and Konkani-speaking people. Similarly, the Madras state was constituted by Tamil, Telugu, Kannar, and Malayalam-speaking people. In addition to the presidencies and provinces directly administered by the British Indian government, there were also a large number of princes principalities all over India. The larger princely states included Mysore, Kashmir, Baroda, but soon after the adoption of the constitution, all these units of colony era had to be reorganized into ethno-linguistic states within the Indian Union in response to strong popular agitation. Proceeding further, my dear student, the report of the state's reorganization commission, SRC, which was implemented on November 1, 1956, has helped transform the political and institutional life of the nation. The background to the SRC is as follows. In the 1920s, the National Congress was reinstituted on linguistic lines. Its provincial units now followed the logic of language. One for Marathi speakers, another for Oriya speakers. At the same time, Gandhi and other leaders promised their followers that when freedom came, the new nation would be based on a new set of provinces based on the principle of language. However, when India was finally freed in 1947, it was also divided. Now, when the proponents of linguistic states asked for this promise to be redeemed, the Congress hesitated. Partition was the consequence of intense attachment to one's faith. 
how many more partitioners would that other intense loyalty language lead to so ran the thinking of the top congress bosses including nehru patel and rajaji on the other side the rank and file congressmen were all for the redrawing of the map of india on the lines of language vigorous movements arise among marathi and kannada speakers who were then spread across several different political regimes the erstwhile bombay and madras presidencies and former princely states such as mysore and hyderabad however the most militant protest ensued from the very large community of telugu speakers in october 1953 patti surumurulu a former gandhian died 7 weeks after beginning a fast into death patti martyrdom provoked violent protest and led to the creation of the state of andhra pradesh it also led to the formation of the src which in 1956 put the formal final seat of approval on the principle of linguistic states in the early 1950s many including prime minister jawaharlal nehru feared that states based on language might hasten a further subdivision of india in fact something like the reverse has happened far from undermining indian unity linguistic states have helped strengthen it it has proved to be perfectly consistent to be kannadiga and indian bengali and indian tamil and indian gujarati and indian to be sure these states based on language sometimes quarrel with each other while these disputes are not pretty they could in fact have been far worse in the same year 1956 that the src mandated the redrawing of the map of india on linguistic lines the parliament of ceylon a sri lanka was then known proclaimed sinhala the country's sole official language despite protest from the tamils of the north one left wing sinhala mp issued a prophetic warning to the jobinist one language two nations he said adding two languages one nation the civil war that has raged in sri lanka since 1983 is partly based on the denial by the majority linguistic group of the rights of the minority another of india's neighbors pakistan was divided in 1971 because the punjabi and the urdu speakers of its western wing would not respect the sentiments of the bengalis in the east it is the formation of linguistic states that has allowed india to escape an even worse fate if the aspirations of the indian language communities had been ignored what we might have had here was one language 14 or 15 nations the language the language coupled with regional and tribal identity and riot religion has therefore provided the most powerful instrument for the formation of ethno national identity in india 
However, this does not mean that all linguistic communities have got statehood. For instance, in the creation of three new states in 2000, namely Chhattisgarh, Uttaranchal, and Jharkhand, language did not play a prominent role. Rather, a combination of ethnicity based on tribal identity, language, regional deprivation, and ecology provided the basis for intense regionalism resulting in statehood. Currently, there are 28 states, federal units, and seven union territories. Union territories, centrally administered within the Indian nation state. I hope today's topic was clear, students. Now, if there is any doubt, you can listen to the podcast again. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Stay blessed, students.